Hey everyone, this is just Rachel. I wanted to let you know that this episode I edited. Usually uh, Tom edits these episodes, but I did this one, so if you notice that it sounds a little different, that's why. Also, this one was recorded back in October 1st, so it was in that brief window between the very first uh, presidential debate and when we all found out that Trump had coronavirus. So that's a nice little blast from the past. Enjoy. Um, I will just say at any moment, my parents are out of the house, they have gone to buy themselves new phones, and when they come back, uh, they will probably, uh, burst into my room to show me, uh, the new phones. So that, (laughs) that could happen at any moment. Um, all right. Um, so, uh, welcome to, so, uh, how do we start this? Yeah, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to Social Distance Warriors. Yeah, welcome to Social Distance Warriors. That's, yeah, it's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, hello listeners. Hi, listeners. We, we're, my name's Tom. Uh, I say that usually. Um, sometimes I say that my name is Rachel, um, but always I say that I am not an expert on the coronavirus. Yeah, I'm not an expert on that. Um, and I will I think, never be. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's our intro. Cool. Yeah, it's been so yeah, long. Yeah, it has been a while since uh, since we recorded. Hopefully, there won't be that long of a gap between the release of the previous episode and this one. But there was a substantial gap between the recording of the two episodes. I want to say it's almost a month. Yeah, I'm also aware that like I feel like even when at one point in time we were like recording maybe once or twice a yeah. week, and still at that time I would always say. It's been forever since we last recorded, because that's just time these days. Mm, yeah, how are you feeling about that? I feel like, I feel, I feel like time has changed the way it works over the course of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Well, so um, just a okay time. So like a week ago, um, in the Jewish calendar, we had like our New Year. It was Rosh Hashanah. Uh, so it was like. It was a new year um, in that calendar. So all my like year goal, those kinds of thoughts, plans for the future, reflection, all of those sort of uh, thoughts get triggered for me, you know, any kind of new year holiday. Uh, So that's Mm. that's where I've been at. And I do feel like for the first time in however many months it's been uh, that I can finally sort of start thinking about future plans uh not that i have any more certainty about the future but that i i have uh that i can do that at least Hmm. i was just thinking uh, i'm trying to think of ways to like mark the passage of time i was just thinking like how long ago did ruth bader ginsburg 
pass away was that like that was that was I, i'm like that was almost a week ago yeah and then i it, looked at it and it's like no it was almost two uh, weeks well, ago i was gonna agree with you you could have you could have <laughs> led me down because that was um the shabbat or the the day that uh rosh hashanah started and so like she's jewish and it had like significance uh mostly because uh i had been at uh, my sister's house playing with my nieces all day and then you know you go you check twitter it's like oh ruth Bader ginsburg died okay i'm logging off twitter uh <laughs> but yeah that that has a firm date in my mind connected with uh this year's holiday mm, yeah and yet the uh the 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 relationship of then to now is always fuzzy yeah because you're right. Like, uh, I can know when that happened, and then I would feel like the next, like, big significant American politics or American event happening is uh, the other day there was a presidential debate um, where things happened. But, like, anything in between uh, is just fuzzy. Mm, yeah, well... It doesn't seem like those things happen so far apart, but they apparently did happen relatively far apart in terms of, like, more than a week passing between them. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of other ways to pass time. I mean, there's the good old do your cave markings on the wall. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I know some people will have, like, a calendar that they'll draw an X through every day, but that's not... <laughs> something that i tend to do so yeah it all just bleeds together that's the way yep <laughs> that's the way to do it um so how have you been during all this time um i have been i think closing a few chapters in my life uh in the past month um today um i was invited and i was very touched to be invited to um a end of census party well not party end of census casual outside gathering uh because many of the people in my department have now been like let go for the end of the census it's still like there's a few legal things or you know the census itself is still going through some stuff but like most of the people i've worked with are now out of a job um but i had been there nearly a year before um i left was let before our, we parted ways um and, and it was just nice uh you know one of my co-workers had texted me uh that this was happening and so it was nice to be invited and i did go and you know we had time to um catch up and stuff and so uh, that felt like a real sort of marker to uh, one of my, you know, first long jobs that I've had. Oh, that's 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 good. Were, were people behaving responsibly? Um, yeah, yeah, more or less. I mean, like, uh, we were at like a diner that we were at like a shitty diner. Um that you know like uh, the quality of the food is whatever but um you know it was outside dining people were wearing masks sitting far apart but we could still talk and uh 
that was the first time I'd seen people uh, <laughs> uh, for for months since I'd last, you know, like, left the office. So that was just nice. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds nice. Yeah, I think that's one thing that, for me at least, has changed um, since we last recorded, um, is that I, I know you had mentioned at that time, like, doing more being able to do more things um even you know with with restrictions and caution um and now i am also doing slightly more things uh with restrictions and caution uh yeah i don't know um in in reality i don't think i don't feel like i've actually done much more (laughs) um i feel like the lifestyle i've been living has been pretty much the same as it was so i don't feel like i I don't remember saying that I was going to do more things. Um, maybe I did say that, um, but I haven't been doing more things. I mean, again, this is so like for a given definition of things. Like in in other times, the like social event on my calendar would not be like an awkward coworker gathering, but now it is. Mm, so I, I yeah. you know, like being able to see friends um, more, you know, in. Anything in person now qualifies as an event or <laughs> a thing for me. I don't know. Do you have anything like, are you able to look to the future on the horizon uh, where you will like be seeing people or something different in your schedule? I don't really know that I have that right mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah, maybe I would be, maybe I would feel better if I did. Like, I, uh. Yeah. Hmm. No. No, I feel kind of sad about that. <laughs> it's just, um, you know, work and school and all that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's just like an undifferentiated mass of time stretching forward and backward um, into infinity. Um, but I don't know. I mean, presumably, presumably someday things will be different than they are now. I just can't really yeah i don't know yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i feel like i don't i don't remember whether this was in the time since we last recorded but i i did have one instance where i went into boston for the first time in months um just to i had like a like a lunch meeting with a couple of colleagues with like uh there were four of us in total um just as a as a kind of an opportunity to be in the presence of other human beings and that was that was good that was something i was actually incredibly anxious going into like i was um and i don't really know why but like while i was driving in i i was having very strong like anxiety feelings but like as soon as i was there it was fine uh it was it was all fine and dandy in fact i uh i do remember that that was actually on september 11th ah and because that's a date that I'll never forget. But yeah, so it is it is it is good to like I don't know, have that level of have some opportunity to actually like share space with colleagues um even though that's not something that I I, I think I would have thought a year ago like I desperately needed, but um it turns out that that's something that's important. Yeah. Here's a question. And I guess since I'm editing this one, I can decide if this is a stay in the podcast question or a just for us one. I, I'm wondering, like, uh, how 
when you anticipated starting this podcast, how long you felt it was going to go for, and I don't know, where where we're seeing that now. Because uh, a year, I don't know. Mm. You know, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Because, you know, I feel like if you go back to the first episode, there was some discussion between us about um, how long <laughs> we felt like this was all going to last. Yeah. I don't know if I can go and, back and listen to that. Yeah, I don't know if I want to either, but um, I'm sure someone can. Someone can go listen to that and tell us what we thought. But I, I definitely remember that your thinking was that the whole pandemic situation would last for five years, I think was was what you yeah. said. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking more on the like. More in the like eight week kind of time frame. Um, I was thinking that you were off by like orders of magnitude. So what you're <laughs> saying is because we've done this for longer than eight weeks, we're going <laughs> to got to go for the full five years. Well, you know, I don't know about that, but I, 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 I do think that when I first started this podcast, I was not envisioning it lasting as long as it has um, because I wasn't envisioning the situation it was about lasting as long as it has. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, like, I don't, I don't see an end to this. Yeah, there's not, I, I also, I don't feel, and I don't, again, I don't know my past self, uh, but yeah, I don't feel like there's going to be a hard end to coronavirus. There will be soft, you know, differences and gradations of things changing and, you know, going you know, vaccines and cases and, you know, but yeah, not a hard end. No, I think what there will be is there will be a point at which we've managed it to the degree where it's no longer, it no longer feels like the defining feature of our reality. <laughs> yeah. Um, and to the point where we are more or less able to, um, I, I, I would say we're, we're, when we're able to congregate without fear, basically, like when when people um, when when you get a bunch of people in a room, when, when people start planning events and worrying about how many people are allowed to come to this event. And the first thing on their mind is because of the fire code, not because of the spread of an infectious disease. Um, I think that's when I'll consider things to be not back to normal in that sense, even though things will probably still be different and will probably carry lasting changes from it. But, you know, th there, there will be a time where where we are able to um, fill rooms to like, I don't know, lots of rooms have like little plaques on them that says by order of the state fire marshal, this room's capacity is not to exceed uh, and then a blank in which someone has filled in a number, like 250 persons. Um, when we were able to uh, fill a room to uh, the the maximum extent of fire code standards, that's that's <laughs> I, I'm just making that up now as my uh, as my metric for like when the pandemic is over. But I feel I feel like that's a sensible metric now, and I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. When I guess, yeah. It's not an answer to your <laughs> it's question. It's not because yeah, because definitely I can see you know projecting out like. 
Sure. You know, one day maybe we won't be thinking about, you know, the coronavirus as the defining, like, planning, event planning, because it'll be like the nuclear war, which is like, oh, our underground self-made bomb shelter has the fire marshal code for, you know, 20 people, but we're gonna, we're gonna fit in the whole neighborhood. But, but yeah, I do think there will be a end horizon to when the plague, yeah, like when... It is no longer like a plague year kind of atmosphere. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. But then we'll, we'll be worrying about, like you say, will there be nuclear war? Like, will the United States government continue to exist? Or, or um, aliens, which is always... Aliens, too. <laughs> always. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we may just transition into, into, into further strange situations. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like um, we're we are still living through the pandemic, and I don't like I I don't I don't know that I envision an end in sight. Like I don't know that I'm thinking. I mean, I I, I can't even really think in concrete terms. Like, oh, this will all be over in six months, or oh, this will all be over in five years. Um, even though I don't think uh, I I think that that fire code point that I just defined will come before. Uh, I think it'll come within the next 18 months, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> cheery. Yeah. Well, cheery thoughts. Would yes. would it feel like how would it feel um I guess I don't know, trying to put at least something on my calendar. Like wh- how would it feel to keep doing this podcast and then check in in when did we start it? In March and and see if we want to keep doing it. How does that feel? Mm, yeah, like, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, are we trying to negotiate uh, like a like a term of contract? <laughs> Is that what we're doing? Like, uh, yeah, let me just get my dog in here as a witness and a notary. Yeah. And <laughs> no, I, I, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because um, this, like, I will say, this podcast has been maybe the most constant. I'm trying to think. What else? What else is the same? <laughs> what else is the same? I don't know. Mm. There are, um, I don't know. For, for me, my job has been relatively constant. Um, but other than that, yeah. Well, we don't all have jobs, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, uh, I, I shouldn't be lording that over. But uh, yeah. So, I mean, but it's possible that, you know, things... We we really won't be living under pandemic terms even even sooner than March. Maybe I don't know. Like maybe maybe that will be a period at which, well, you know, oh, we're not traveling internationally, but you know, churches are full, full schools are. Yeah, that seems a little um, optimistic. Yeah, honestly, but it's not like completely out of the realm of possibility. I'm full of like little anecdotes now because I've you know talked to people from uh i worked with at the census so like one Mm. of my (laughs) uh fresh anecdotes now is uh the star-crossed lovers uh at my office uh one of my co-workers uh his fiance like lives in south africa and because the u.s is closed to (laughs) uh or yeah yeah south africa has closed um themselves off because we have so many cases here like they cannot visit each other 
Mm-hmm. Um, unless, like, there there are, of course, at this time, loopholes. Like, they could meet in a third-party country or um, my coworker could, like, go to another country, stay there for a certain amount of time, and then go to South Africa. It's just they won't let you direct from uh, the U.S., go to South Africa. And many, many countries feel that way about uh, the U.S. Can you get married over Zoom? These are the questions. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard of that. I've heard of, like, a wedding where the, the, you know, the intended are together, uh, but everyone else is there over Zoom. But I don't know if um, there's been, like, a, a wedding where the two folks getting married are not in the same place I'm, i i'm gonna say it right now i'm 100 percent sure that there has and i'm 100 percent sure it's been like a local news you know this is our last story heartwarming <laughs> this couple <laughs> uh got married over zoom isn't it beautiful and not in any way a sign of larger things and not terrifying or existentially uh troubling in any way do you think we should start having um, heartwarming human interest stories instead of action items? Just like, and now, yeah. And now this man in pandemic has taken up a new hobby and it's not what you'd expect. And then it's some kind of, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's just what people wow. are doing, taking up new hobbies. Well. I, I've, I've, been cons- I've been considering, um, I feel like, I don't know. I, uh, this is, this is, uh. Uh, this this is a weird thing to talk about because I'm not officially diagnosed, but I've been increasingly certain that I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that um, that I think is a manifestation of that is that I I keep want I keep like getting into hobbies very briefly or like thinking, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be this guy now. I'm gonna be the guy who uh, I, I'm I'm gonna be the guy who uh, like buys an electronics kit and like solders things in my apartment that's not something i've actually done but it is something <laughs> i'm seriously guy. considering yeah no i've been ser- i've been seriously considering it because i've been um uh I- i've i've seen various people in the pandemic getting into um especially like i think the the, the example that got me going down this rabbit hole was griffin mcelroy <laughs> has been getting into modding his old nintendo consoles like He's like taking apart his old Game Boy Advance and putting it back together in a new case with like new, a new better screen and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, I got a I got a box full of old Nintendo hardware that doesn't work, but I bet I could like buy a home soldering kit and like figure that shit out on my own. And like Justin McElroy also has been like getting into woodworking, and that's just like I don't know. I f- I feel like I keep being pulled in these directions and then like spending a while like googling and in some cases even buying stuff but then like losing interest and i'm on to the next thing yeah i mean I, I, i'm not a doctor but also like i know also i will find some of that is like a coping like what can i control like what can i get really into that is interesting right now that i can control in my life right now um even if it doesn't last it's like i don't know if you spend a couple months uh making a half-formed wood carved wood nintendo game boy (laughs) uh (laughs) then yeah you know probably it doesn't i don't know probably it's not going to be the next bestseller but uh 
it got you through like a few months. That's that's how I feel about uh, Blaseball as a sort of like <laughs> um, I'm I'm no longer keeping current with it, but for I don't I can't give you a time frame, but for the like two weeks, Blaseball was really important to me. It was really important to me, and I'm glad I had it, uh, even though you know like. <laughs> Um, it was, it was like a fast and furious sort of interest that came and gone, but I guess it doesn't have a, like, I didn't pay any money, real money for that. So the, the mm. cost investment for that kind of, you know, interest, fleeting interest is, is a little different than if you're investing, like, I don't know, your heart and soul and money into an interest. Yeah, that's true. I also, I also kind of had a brief passionate thing with baseball, <laughs> but haven't really paid much attention to it since. Yeah. Um, and now I'm kind of wondering if there's like anyone out there who has built a, a wooden Game Boy Advance. <laughs> like now that you mentioned that, like I was like, Oh, well, that'd be kind of cool. Like, a, I don't know. Um, I, I did see someone who had made um, a portable Nintendo Wii out of an Altoids tin. Yeah. That's probably beyond my abilities. Um, I can't. I can't eat all those Altoids. <laughs> How am I supposed to get an Altoids tin? I can't eat all those Altoids. The mint. The mint is curiously strong. That's true. Um, I think that's their marketing. I, anyhow. Um, but yeah, I um, I don't know. Also, it could just. It could be a control thing because if there's anything I can control, then a Game Boy Advance is one of those. Like, a very long history of, of of controlling. That. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember if we had action items from last time and I haven't edited the previous episode um, to completion yet. So I haven't gotten to the point where we talk about action items. So if there were action items specified last time, then they're a mystery to me. Yeah, I I have guesses, but I think they can just... <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think it can be a, a soft reset for action items. Uh... Sure. Um, do you uh, Do you have any... God, no. <laughs> um, no. What, I mean, my personal action items are, I need to, I, I need to get more external structure in my life because what I've been doing the past month is coping. Not moving forward, just coping. Um, and one of the ways I've done that is by playing a lot of Neopets um, yeah. because I re- gained access to the Neopets account that I had in elementary school and was then taken from me uh, because they thought it was suspicious and they froze it and then I got it back uh, a few months ago and <laughs> uh, how did you regain access I emailed their support team and I had done that like a few years ago with no response but this time I emailed their response team and I DM'd the Neopets account on Twitter <laughs> and uh, Susan H. Neopets, uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's her full name, uh, was the person who um, like took my information and unlocked my account for me, which it like it sounds like looking through the Neopets like Twitter at, at replies, this seems like a very common uh situation where it's i don't know who's on neopets these days but it's a lot of people who had it uh in elementary school and now like 10 to 15 years later are uh nostalgic for neopets i i had 
I was on Neopets literally 20 years ago. Um, yeah, in, in, I think it was in, uh, 99 or 2000 and I don't even remember my username, but I don't know, maybe I should see if I can regain access to that. Well, one thing that will help you, did you lie about your birthday to join Neopets or were you, were you eligible? I don't, (laughs) I think I lied. Uh Uh-huh. I think, cause you know, if it was... Because I was born in 88, so um, so I wouldn't technically have been old. Like, if there was a 13, if you had to be 13, then I would not have qualified. Hmm. Yeah, I can't. But, I, I remember, like, uh, they asked for a few, like, key details. Like, where were you when you created your Neopets account? And what is the birthday that <laughs> you used? But I don't know if I passed any of those tests, and still they gave it back to me. Um. <laughs> yeah, the the only way I know, the only way I know when I was a, a Neopets user is because um, I know that during the period when I was using Neopets, they changed the design of the Neopet Bruce. Bruce is like a little penguin with a bow tie, whereas um, previously it was a like a caricature of British actor Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> and so if you had Bruce, you just had this like weird picture of Bruce Forsyth. And if you were a kid, you probably didn't know who that was. Um, and then all of a sudden it turned into a penguin. So, yeah. Yeah. I wish, I wish so much I could recreate the Neopets experience for like my nieces because it's like, you don't. Ha- I didn't have a lot of reading comprehension when I played Neopets in elementary school, so it was just like this place I went, and sometimes things would happen to my Neopets, and I would understand it, and sometimes horrible things would happen, and I just had no control. But I could make I could make my living by playing uh, different games and earning my Neo points, and so I continued on. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, like um, my there's a random event where uh someone will come and like zap your Neopet and turn them a different color. Um, and in Neopets, baby is a color, <laughs> so um uh. my my Galert, which is like a dog Neopet, was turned baby. And this was terrible news. And because of my reading comprehension and like, I don't know, there's not a lot of resources that were out there at the time. I just had no way, like, there was nothing I could do to unbaby my Neopet. And this, <laughs> this was a source of great sadness for a long time. Mm-hmm. You gotta unbaby that Neopet. And I, <laughs> and I did. I returned triumphant and learned um, it was not like a permanent or a difficult thing to do. I just had to buy a paintbrush and Hmm. now they are unbabied. But yeah, um, I I don't know what's going to happen at the end of many things in the future are uncertain, but particularly for Neopets, um, they, all their games are flash games and Mm. that is no longer being supported at the end of this year. So I, I, (laughs) I, 
I'm on Neopets because I'm avoiding other things in my life, but I'm also on Neopets because for this brief time uh, in life, um, I can I can play those Flash games as they were intended to be played. Mm. Yeah, I um, I I have similar concerns about Homestuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of Homestuck is um. I, I don't know. The, the current state of the Homestuck website is pretty dire uh, and Flash isn't even officially gone yet. Um, but um, a few years ago, Homestuck was the publishing rights were bought by Viz, who made a few kind of nifty updates to the website and then abandoned it and then let it fall apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not um, I don't know. The death of Flash is going to be an interesting cultural event. Yeah, maybe, hey, maybe that's going to be when coronavirus stops being the main concern. Flash, the death of Flash becomes such a all-consuming <laughs> cultural event. Uh, we forget. We forget about all the other things. Yeah, we no longer have Homestar Runner to turn to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, yeah. Anyway, I do have an action item. Oh, though. good, okay. Yeah, I guess I don't know if that was an action item. Play Neo. Find your Neo. <laughs> sign up for Neopets. That's mine. Well, I don't know. My my Neopets account. Um, apparently Neopets has been hacked a few times over the yes. years, so it's possible my password is out there somewhere. If I can remember what my username is, um, if I can go like on the dark web or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> action item. Hack and... into your own Neopet. Hack into Mister Tom's. Hack into your Neopets account. Yeah. Anyhow, my uh, my actual action item uh, for actual action yes. is um, to listen to. Well, there's a, there's a new album that came out um, just yesterday by internet um, creator Neil Ciceriga. Um The album is called Mouth Dreams. <laughs> um, are you familiar with his work? Um, yes. It, there was a time in my life where I was on a road trip, trapped. I was driving, but I was trapped in a car with two of my good friends who uh played the mouth sounds uh discography for Mm. me and (laughs) uh from that moment my life was forever changed yeah my action item is to listen to um well i guess what i'm going to recommend is listen to the entire um collection of neil ciceriga mouth albums um he, Neil's body of work is truly large and staggering and has a weirdly large impact on internet culture stretching back 20 years. Um, but um, the most, the, like the most significant thing right now, in my opinion, is um, he created a, an album called Mouth Sounds, which is a mashup of various different songs, primarily Smash Mouth. And then he followed that up with um, a, a song, an album called Mouth Silence, and then one called Mouth Moods. And uh, just yesterday, Mouth Dreams, which contains my favorite song on Mouth Dreams is um, it's called Just a Baby. Um, and it is a mashup of uh, Johnny Cash um, singing Folsom Prison Blues with the song The Reason by Hoobastank. Um, it's a good it's a good mashup. Oh, I'm confused. Is there is there there's a Johnny Cash song on there, but is it not with? the justin bieber one where he says baby a lot oh yeah baby is also that is also on there okay yes those like yeah so baby uh justin bieber baby is is threaded in there as well but like the main instrumental backing is huba stanks um (laughs) the reason uh and uh yeah and 
I don't know. That's that's my favorite one. But there's also a really good um, mashup of We Will Rock You with the theme song from SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes. Uh, I, I listened to that uh, this afternoon, and it's a good gauge of, like, where where my emotions are at because I <laughs> I cried and I laughed. Um. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I will admit to having cried at certain <laughs> points, which is very strange. Yeah. But, uh, like, yeah, it there is – you would think of a album that is, like, exclusively other people's music and voices, there is, like, such a clear and shining, like, voice that these albums have that, like, is a unique voice that shines through. Mm, yeah, it's definitely true. Definitely yeah. true. So my, my action item is to listen to the entire discography several times. <laughs> um but yeah i think um uh i think that's that can be about it though i think we're uh we're just about done that sounds good all right so as we um as we say at the end of every episode um stay distant go the distance